This is your captain speaking. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jacob. Today, we got some big news this morning. Odell going down with an ACL injury. Steelers remain undefeated. The Cardinals took down the Seahawks last night. Patriots drop another bad game. We'll give you our biggest takeaways from Week 7. We'll look ahead to Week 8, Thursday Night Football, among other games. All right. We saw Odell Beckham Jr. go down with an injury this week. How does that affect the Browns? Well, I think yesterday, it sounds bad, but the Browns were better without Odell in there. And Baker's had his struggles ever since his rookie year, but that was the last time that Baker didn't have Odell. And I just feel like when Baker doesn't have the pressure of getting the ball to like that number one receiver with how talented Odell is, I feel like when Baker's playing under less pressure to get the ball to him is when he's at his best. Because yesterday when Odell was in the game, he was 0 for 5 with no yards and a pick. And after Odell went out, I think he completed 20 straight passes with no interceptions, finished the game with five touchdowns, and he only finished with six incompletions through the entire game, five of those coming on the first drive. So I'm not going to say the Browns are necessarily better without Odell, but I think Baker might be. Who steps up in Odell's absence? Uh, Rashard Higgins yesterday had six targets, six catches, 110 yards. No touchdowns, but, I mean, he took over the bulk of the targets. Was tied for the lead with Jarvis Landry. Also look out for uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think that he could make a pretty big impact in Odell's absence. And Baker is really like his tight ends, too. So look out for Hunter Bryant, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, all three of them could be seeing an uptick in targets in the next couple of weeks. Are the Browns playoff contenders? Uh, yeah, pretty easily sitting at 5-2 and two right now. Uh, they're at 6 in the AFC standings. Right now the wild card would be Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis in there. I think that Indianapolis has got way too tough of a schedule. They got the Lions next week, and then after that they got the Ravens, Titans, Packers, and Titans. And then week 16, they got the Colts. And also, they have a head-to-head matchup with the Raiders. So, I think that the Colts very easily could drop out of that like wild card. I'm not going to say wild card contention, but it's going to be really tough for them. Plus, Cleveland's already got the head-to-head over Indianapolis. And then you go look at Vegas, who they still they have a pretty tough schedule, but it's nothing close. Like, the Browns and Raiders play next week, so that's going to be a big game for deciding if the Browns can really get to the playoffs this year. But the Raiders also have Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs coming up. But after that, it gets a lot easier because they'll have the Falcons, the uh, the Jets, they'll have the Chargers towards the end of the year again. And then they have an important game week 16 against the Dolphins who could also be another wild card contender for them. But, I mean, the Browns have a very favorable way into the playoffs. Besides these la- their last two game matchups with the uh, Ravens and Steelers, which I mean they could very well lose those games, but if I remember correctly, they'll have both of those two at home. So I expect the Browns to get in the playoffs pretty easily. They also have a pretty easy schedule coming up. They've got the Raiders next week, le- next week, like you said. Then they've got Texans, Eagles, and Jaguars. So they could very easily come out 8-3 and three after those games. 
Sticking with the AFC North here, Steelers remain undefeated in the win against the Titans. Are they the real deal? Past couple weeks, they've beaten two pretty good teams with the Titans and the Browns. So anybody who thought that they hadn't really played any good teams, well, they just played two of the toughest teams on their schedule to this point and beat the Browns very easily. And then they beat the uh, Titans. They did have a 24-7 lead, almost choked it, but their defense at the end won them the game. What team do you think can bring them down? I think the Ravens can take them down next week. I mean, that's going to be a great matchup. The Ravens have a Super Bowl defense, especially after adding Yannick and Gakwe. Their offense hasn't been what it was last year, but it's going to get there. I don't know that the Steelers is a great way to try to bring out the best of your offense, but I think if the Ravens want to win that game, they're going to have to. The only thing that scares me for the Ravens in that game is... Lamar hasn't been throwing the ball very well, and teams cannot run the ball on the Steelers. Like, even Derrick Henry this last week didn't even average four yards a carry against the Steelers' defense. And I don't know that a running back has averaged four yards a carry against the Steelers' defense this year. They held Saquon Barkley. While the Giants' offensive line is terrible, they still have Saquon to less than one yard a carry. So... The Ravens, as if they can get their passing offense figured out, I think the Ravens can take them down next week. Who do you think can take them down, though? I think the Bills are going to have to get their season back on track after those back-to-back losses. Those are good losses, but they're, ne- they're going to need to figure stuff out in order to edge out Miami in the division still. We know that Pittsburgh defense is great, but is that offense enough? I mean, to me, they looked terrible in the second half yesterday. Big Ben threw two picks in that second half alone. And the Titans' defense is not good. They let up over 30 points to the Jaguars, let up over 30 points to the Texans last week, and actually let up 36 to the Texans last week and had to go to OT with them. So I'm not necessarily impressed by the Steelers' offense, but it seems like it's been doing enough. But I think Big Ben has got to get it turned around and just like I said that the Steelers' defense isn't a defense you want to face when you're trying to get your offense going, but neither is the Ravens because they have probably one of the best pass defenses in the league, probably the best pass rush with Calais Campbell, now Yannick, Matthew Judon. And I just feel like if they want to win a Super Bowl, they're going to need some more firepower on that, from that offense. I think they have the pieces to do it, but I just think that they need to put it all together. And I don't think they've done that for a full game yet. They're still the only undefeated team left after that Seahawks lost to the Cardinals. Are the Cardinals Super Bowl contenders? I don't know if the uh, Cardinals are really Super Bowl contenders yet because if you look at their schedule, they struggled with the 49ers week one, which the Niners, everybody coming into the year thought they were going to be an elite team, but they haven't looked... They, ju- they just made it to the Super Bowl last year, of yeah, course. They, but after, like, knowing later in the year, like, what they've really done, they did just have a good win over the Patriots, but also they had a couple bad losses earlier in the season. But earlier in the season, starting in Week 3, the Cardinals lost to the Lions at home, and then the next week they lost to the Panthers on the road. Well... The Lions and the Panthers aren't, like, bottom-tier teams. They're still average at best, and I don't think Super Bowl contenders can afford those losses. 
these next couple weeks are going to be pretty telling. They got the Dolphins and the Bills at home. Then they're on the road playing the Seahawks again. Then they're on the road playing the Patriots. While the Patriots haven't been good, they're going to have to step up their play in the next couple weeks if they still want to take a shot at the playoffs this year. So I think in these next couple weeks we'll really find out how much of a contender they really are. But, I mean, is Kyler an MVP candidate, though, the way he's been playing? I think that's an overreaction from this game, actually. I don't think Kyler Murray is an MVP candidate with the games he's had. And while we're on the subject, does this affect Russell Wilson's MVP candidacy? Normally, I would say yes, but if you look at his other two competitors for MVP... Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers had a worse game last week against the Buccaneers, and Allen has disappeared the past couple of weeks from that MVP talk, and nobody has necessarily emerged from it. You can argue Ryan Tannehill has, actually, because I think Tannehill's been amazing, but I don't know that... Like, I mean, he's leading a 5-1 and one team now, or 6-1 and one team to this level of play. And he's been doing it since the middle of last year, since he took over that Titans job from Mariota. So I think, personally, I still I think Tannehill might have taken Josh Allen for like that third spot in the MVP race, but I still don't think this affects Russ like at all. What about Mahomes? I Mahomes has been good, but I don't think he's been on the level of Rodgers or not anywhere near Russ this year. Cause he hasn't had to be. But that's the team not around what the, him that's is not great. The argument of the MVP is, is it? It's the player who's playing the best at the highest level every week. And Mahomes, they did play in the snow this week, but he still hasn't. He's been Mahomes has been like great, but the game he struggled against the Patriots, a really beat up Patriots defense, struggled this week against the Broncos. So I just think that Russ, Rogers, and arguably Tannehill have all been better than Mahomes up to this point this year. Russ also had 388 yards this week and yeah, three touchdowns, I, I, I still don't 84 think Russ rushing played. yards. He played great. I don't think still. Russ played that bad. Like, the picks were pretty, especially the one near the goal line that Buda Baker almost took all the way back until DK kind of hopped. <laughs> like, Russ played fine. When you throw 50 passes, though, like, yeah, that's going to happen. But from an MVP candidate, there are people who will say that it affects his MVP candidacy, but... It really doesn't, especially with just the other candidates have kind of not been really that great the past couple of weeks. So I just think looking forward, if Russ continues to kind of throw some bad picks, it could affect, like maybe take a few votes away from him, but I still don't see in the near future, I don't see that going anywhere. Yeah, the NFC West division is looking really good this year with the Rams beating the Bears and... Niners destroying the Patriots this weekend. Is the Patriots season over? I wouldn't say over. There's still a lot of football left. They still have 10 games left on their schedule. Anything can happen in those games, but they got to turn it around quick. Like Newton's got to really step up here in the next couple of weeks to solidify himself as that starting quarterback for the, if the if he wants to be the quarterback for the next couple of years for the Patriots. But also, his weapons got to help him out. Patriots don't have the same defense as they had last year, so and the offensive issues are still there. 
even though Brady was able to mask some of them up, they still have a lot of issues. And I just think that the Patriots, they still have a chance, but his weapons need to step up, and he might need to go find some more help later in the year. What type of help should they get? Should they try to trade for Julio, go all out? They've got a big game against the Bills this weekend. Does that change anything if they win? I mean, if they win, they're right back in it for the division. I mean, they're a game and a half out if they get that win. But I think the a guy they should be looking at really is seeing how available A.J. Green is. I think he would be exactly what a guy like Cam needs, that go-to target in the red zone that can really bail him out sometimes. And A.J. Green would also benefit greatly from a move to the Patriots. So, And I feel like he wouldn't really cost that much for him. But the contract is pretty big, and if he performs well, A.J. Green will want a pretty big contract. So it could be risky, but if A.J. Green comes in, performs well, then you're asking yourself, like, do we want to keep this guy with Cam for the next couple of years? But if him and Cam both struggle, they could probably take it and possibly blow it up completely and start over for the Patriots and – who knows? I think this season's a really big like, deciding factor for them. Who's going to win that division? This Dolphins team has been playing really good. And they're starting Tua this week. I think that could end up being uh, the, their downfall almost more than their like, good for them. Because if you look at it, they were starting to win. They won two straight with, or was it? Three out of four with Ryan Fitzpatrick at starting quarterback. And then for you just to go... And he was playing well. He was playing very good football, too. Especially in that win over the Niners where they won 43-17. And just to go and bench him like that after he has that good of a game. It's like, it just kind of makes me question what they're doing. Like, I understand they wanted to get Tua developed, but... If you can compete in your division and possibly complete or compete for a playoff spot, then why are you benching your starting quarterback who's gotten you to this point already and was playing really good football to this point? The Bills have been struggling. Should we worry about them? Uh, they still have an elite defense. I just think Josh Allen needs to get some things figured out. I think right now their defense can carry him, but come playoff time, Josh Allen's going to have to step up and – I really think he can, but it's going to take more than just him also. It's going to take Devin Singletary and Zach Moss helping him out. Diggs is going to have to be more of a threat. He has been – Diggs has been really good this year, but he's – I think everyone's going to have to step up offensively because their defense can't do everything for him. What's your biggest takeaway from the week? I think the Bucks sign-in Antonio Brown, who's eligible to play in Week 9, will be – huge for that team like they already have a ton of weapons but adding a guy like ab as long as they can keep him under control if ab can come out and prove himself again to be the same elite guy i mean arguably the best wide receiver in the league when he was there like that's obviously going to be a huge boost to your team but who are you going to double team on that team you got no evans godwin probably brown in the slot and then you also have fournette and Ronald Jones coming out of the backfield with Tom Brady throwing in the football and throwing Gronk, O.J. Howard, even Cam Brate. Like, they have the best offensive core 
in the league. Now, I think they already arguably had the best one, but now you throw in Antonio Brown in that mix. That's three elite to borderline elite receivers talent-wise. I mean, if A.B. can get back to his old form, and he doesn't even really need to get back to, like, the exact form that he was in Pittsburgh, but if he can get anywhere close to that, you're looking at... Like, they were already a Super Bowl contender, but I would argue that they could be the favorites to come out of the NFC if Antonio Brown is the Antonio Brown of old that we used to watch. So, it's pretty hard to have a bigger takeaway than that. But what you got? Either the Steelers are the best team in the AFC. We saw them go up against the Titans, both undefeated, and we saw the Steelers come out on top. They almost choked that game, but they didn't, so... Best team in the AFC now. Uh, they still got to beat Baltimore next week, and it still would take quite a bit for me to put them over Kansas City. Kansas City's, even though they did lose to Vegas, I still think that Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, I think to be named the top team in the AFC, I think you got to take down the reigning AFC champs and Super Bowl champs to really earn that. Especially, like, this win against Tennessee was a great win, but outside of that good win against Cleveland, they've been in a lot of close games against mediocre at best teams like the Giants. So I think they still got a lot to prove, but they're definitely going in the right direction because everybody knew their defense was elite, but it seems as though they found something on offense too that can really help them compete for a Super Bowl, which not a lot of people necessarily expected going into this year. Changing gears here, do you have any official breakout players for the year? Yeah, these uh, rookie quarterbacks have been really good. Like, uh, Ben DiNucci has been just amazing. Two for three, three. Nope, we're not yards. talking about the Cowboys. Ben DiNucci. But, uh, no, on a real note, Herbert and Burrow both have been phenomenal. They look like future stars. And Tua, I think, can get to that point too. But as of right now, like, I don't know how you can watch Herbert and Burrow and not think that both of them are going to be like future star quarterbacks, MVP candidates. They're both doing it against terrible offensive lines. With They both have pretty decent weapons, but if you, especially the Bengals, where they were at last year, 1-15, like for Burrow to come in and do what he's already done for them, I think they look... 10 times better already than what they looked like last year. And I think they have a lot of opportunities to improve the rest of this season. They're playing in a really tough division, but it's good for him early in his career to face that type of defensive competition. Falcons-Panthers on Thursday. Who you got? Panthers if CMC plays. I think if CMC doesn't play, people have been figuring out the Panthers offense of recent weeks. The Saints and uh, Bears both kind of figured it out. So, But the Falcons? Their defense has been garbage this year. Defense has actually been quite, quite improved since Quinn has been fired. And, I mean, they were right there with the Lions again last week. And I think the Lions are criminally underrated. Like, they could be 4-2 and two right now if it wasn't for DeAndre Swift not being able to catch a football. So, ultimately, I think that... If CMC plays, I got the Panthers. But if he doesn't, I actually got the Falcons. 
What's a game this week that you are definitely going to watch? You know, as tempted as I really am to say uh, the Ravens-Steelers, because, I mean, that's a can't-miss game. I'm actually really excited to see Tua's debut in the league this year. I think that... I don't know that I agree with the decision, but it's still exciting. And to go up against a really hot Rams team, Aaron Donald, that really good defense, it's going to be a good test for Tua early. And I think ultimately, it, it's. I think it could end up being one of the best games of the week. Yeah, that game's going to be a good one. I am excited for this 49ers versus Seahawks game. I'm excited to see how the Seahawks react to losing that last week. And it's a divisional game, so everybody's going to want to win this one. We'll see how it goes. Captain Kenny here. We're hitting the waves and starting to get a little stormy out here, so we better uh, sign off today. So we'll see you later next week, all right? Have a great day.